Hmm. Kind of chilly in here, isn't it? <laughs> Am I getting cold? <laughs> Are you cold, Benny? Well, you got to take care of that. If you're cold. I said for you too, Penny. That's cold, isn't it? Yeah. All right. He's, there. There you go. Mm -mm. I have authority. <laughs> Amen. Now I feel better? But I still feel a draft, can't you? I believe in miracles, but come on. But that feels a lot better, doesn't it? But I, I feel a draft there, Penny. Can't you feel it? Well, why did you get why did you give up so quick? You're the ones who got the draft. Okay. The back door's in the back. Okay. Okay. Can I use you today? Okay. Not yet, but. Back door's not open? Oh, okay. Well, it must have been when you shut that door there, that door must have closed. So, okay. Good job. The whole point to start with is when that door is open, man, you feel that cold air. You get, man, very uncomfortable. So Penny got up and we'll figure out where to shut down that cold air. Why? That cold air can bring, what, pneumonia, sickness, and stuff. We don't want that, right? Uh, so we went back and closed that door and felt a lot better. Now you could have sat down there and stayed there, still be uncomfortable with a little bit of draft coming from that back door. But... That draft still brings the same thing. That cold air can still bring sickness and disease. Now, we can get to the point where, hey, I'm not as bad as I used to be. Amen? And we can sit right down there in that spot. Hey, I'm not like I used to be. But that draft is still blowing across you. That, that, that draft, that, that, it, it's still, we get to the point that we tolerate things in our life that we shouldn't be tolerating. Amen? They bring the same type of price tag with it. So we got to look. We, we cannot get to the point where we're complacent that, hey, this is the way I am. Because God wants the best for you. Understand that. And we can be our worst enemies when it comes to that. Amen? And also, you realize that back door standing open. Chuck opened the door up, right? It's Chuck's fault. Yeah, it was. And we have a habit of saying, you know, hey, listen. It's my sin. My sin's not hurt nobody, right? It's my sin. Seriously? 
Like Chuck said, well, I got the door open. I ain't hurt nobody. He'll freeze us all. We all felt the effect of Chuck open that back door up. Okay. Then we rejoiced when Penny shut it. <laughs> and Marty wasn't too happy when Chuck came back to him, her, but otherwise. <laughs> but realize, man, we can close the big door and cut down the, the, the uh, coldness. But we leave little doors open. And that has just as much. In fact, I think it does worse because you can recognize the big sin in your life. But then small things is coming in. And it's destroying you. It's, you know, the Bible says the little foxes, they destroy the vine. And the little thing that we tolerate in our life has a lot of detrimental effects on our bodies and stuff, you know. It's like Ryan, I seen him standing the other day outside holding this sign up. Mm. <laughs> what he was talking about, he was married last month and he just prayed to him for pillows. So he, <laughs> it says, touch me and I will hit you. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> touch me and I will hit you. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of a school teacher I had when the waters back in when I was in high school. Uh, I had a, a an occasion to I goofed off a lot, okay. And uh, he had his truck, and he I know hard to believe. And he was taking the, the I was in a job skill class, learn learn how to use power tools and stuff. I was lousy, okay. But we get in the back of his pickup truck, and he takes us over to the school bus garage. We was building this wall, so we got in back of it. Of course, we started shaking the truck back and forth, you know. He said, "Knock that off, do that again, and somebody's gonna get paddled." I said, "What? Do this?" Were you there, Kenny? He took me out of that truck and he wow, man. I learned right then that he meant what he says, you know. So we all got to remember that. Some people really know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what should I do? I don't want to get hit. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, okay, well, I'm going to watch out for him then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? what, what? See, look at this. I just... <clears throat> he says, touch me, I will hit you. He did not say, touch me on purpose, and I will hit you. He doesn't say, if you touch me accidentally, I won't hit you, does it? What does it say up front? Touch me, and I will hit you. Okay? If I don't want to get hit, what should I do? If I want to go that way, I should cut right through here. I want nothing to do with me. Nothing at all. There, now I can get... Oh, if I want to get back here with Carol, I'll, I'll find a different way to get back here. By the way, I'm going to go this way here. I'll just see how close I get this time. I mean, see? How close can I get with him? It, it, it won't hit me. See what I'm saying? Oh, man. Well, I got it made, didn't I? Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> the best thing I can do if I don't want to get hit is avoid him 100%, right? Amen. Thank you, son. You remember that wall? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's... it's
Thank you, Ryan. Every Sunday, hey, Ryan, can I use you today? Okay. I mean, what can be more embarrassing than a pregnant Mary last month, you know what I'm saying? Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23. We're going to apply the same principle here to the Word of God. And that's what God wants us to do today, just to... Look at what He's given us, the authority He's given to us, the power He's given us. Romans 6.23. I'm reading from the New American Standard today, but it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we're going back to sin, and we're not going back to sin, but we're going to talk about sin for a second. The wages of sin, the result of sin that came into the world, it brought death. It brought every sickness there is. All of it goes back to sin. Now you might be sitting here today and not feeling good. Does that mean that you've sinned? No, that means somebody sinned. Who was it? Nothing else, Adam and Eve. And we live in a fallen world. There's all type of stuff out there now to come against us. But sin is still the author of any sickness out there and of death itself. Now, thank God through Jesus Christ we overcome death, hell, and the grave. Amen? Our bodies were laid down, and we have a lot of loved ones. Their, our body, their bodies have laid down, and they are in heaven. They are a spirit and a soul occupying this body, and we're going to see them one of these days. Remember, Mary? John, we always got loved ones up there. The Bible says, Do not fear the one who can kill the body, but the one who the body and the soul. Amen? So if the wages of sin is death, Ryan, come back up for a second, will you? Yeah, bring your sign up. So if the wages of sin is death, Why would we want anything to do with death or with sin? Think of that. It's still the same wages. Now, thank God for the blood. Amen? But sin is like that small door open back room. When Penny, when that draft was coming through here, you saw the big hole. Oh, wow. And you closed it up. But there's still that small hole. Now, that still things is bringing that cold air. It's still going to do the same thing that door, but it'll do it slower. You get comfortable with it. You know, in fact, we all sat here together, we could tolerate a bit more, you know. Because that is a draft back there. But you know, man, boy, I, t- I can tell you about the old days. Boy, there used to be a draft in this building. Oh, you sit there and shimmer and shake. Oh, but things are better now. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's still a draft there. But oh, it's not like the old days. Folks, that can be our life. You think I'm bad now? Yeah, see me 20 years ago. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the only time I should ever say that is if I'm bragging what God's done in my life. Amen? And what He's still doing. And say, hey, help me out. Do you see the... 
<laughs> I can't say back. I'm saying, if you see my back door open, let me know, but never mind on that part of it. <laughs> but love one another enough. That when that door, that same door is open. The big one's closed. But small one is still bringing the same results. Isn't that right? Yep. Isn't that right? <laughs> there you go. I know I love humor, but this is very serious also, though. For the wages of sin is death, sickness, and disease. Why would we want to entertain anything that has that as part of it? Amen? We're delivered. Amen? But we still invite things into our life. Because we're out there, we're, we're tolerating that small draft coming through. And that small draft will get a hold of you. And if you don't let, if you don't watch out, we'll open that door back up again. We'll be convinced it's not as cool as we thought it was. And next thing you know, maybe we're frozen. Thank you, son. I might use you again. but <laughs> That's why God, and we shared this last week, God speaks to us in Proverbs 4.20, the 22, he says this to us. He says, Now my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their bodies. So we got, the wages of sin is what? Death, sickness, disease. Okay, we don't want that. So what's the, what's the antidote to that? He tells right here. My son, my daughter, give attention to my words and kind your ear to my saying. I'm like, grab a hold of them. Don't let them depart from your sight. I mean, constantly. Let it be the governing force in everything we say and we do. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And one way we, when we share this a lot. If you know you go into a heavy situation, it can be a lot of frustration. Pray before you get in there. Remind yourself who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Otherwise, we can walk in some place and be just like them. Get sucked in so quick. You ever open your mouth up when you shouldn't have? Amen. Yeah. I'm actually, when you did that, did you pray before you open your mouth up? No. And I can say amen to that also, you know? But to recognize, okay, I'm going in here and that big door is going to be open. Oh, Lord, let me put my... Winter clothes on before I go in there. Cover me your blood, and Lord, keep my mouth shut and give me direction. If you want me to speak, let me speak. If I should just get in and get out, let me get in and get out. Give <sighs> you almost all the way through the door, get mouth, mouth up, and you just stop and you turn because you got to have your fair share of the Word. Not the Word, but the Word. And you engage in a conflict like you should never even get started. Mm. But if we allow the Word of God to, to saturate us, it's life to those who find them and health to all their body. The antidote for the wages of sin, boom, the God's Word. And remember, He tells us this, resist who? Resist the devil. Move closer to God. Folks, many of you here got a fight going on and it's going to get really big. But He told you to resist. He will strengthen you. Resist that devil. Resist that temptation. You, that's one fight you have to do. you got to do, number one, by yourself. But with Jesus' strength, right? 
He'll only help you as much as you want him to help you. Go, Lord, I need help. Okay, get out. Move. Do this, do that. Sometimes we're sitting here. You could be sitting right here. And man, dogs are coming at you. Let's see, you got a pack of dogs coming at you. God, you said you would deliver me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. You sit there and you get mauled. You get mauled. All you have to do is take your feet and turn over to the side of the fence and go. God will empower it. He'll give us strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? We recognize what our part is on that. Desires of heart. Do you have a desire to be set free from that sin that has got you? Do you have a desire to be a different person? Amen? Yeah. God will give it to you if you want to. But it, it comes from His Word. Now, I wish you'd snap her fingers. You know, we always said before, make sure I say this right. You can say, God, teach me patience. Who wants more patience? Christ, God, teach me patience. I don't want to say, God, give me patience. <laughs> I don't want to be taught that. I want to just dump it into me. But He does teach me. How does He teach me patience? Again, that word will come back to me. Maybe you're number one, be more tolerant of somebody. Keep your mouth shut. Realize maybe what's causing this person to act the way they are. Our true enemy is Satan. Amen? Think about the most obnoxious person you think of right now. They just fall. They just... Can't hardly... She look at me. Okay. You can't hardly stand to be around them, okay? But the enemy... Is Satan and he's using that vessel. Remember the Bible says to pray for enemies. That person be considered to be your enemy. So he wants to pray for him. Amen. It's a lot easier when we get to the point recognize the spirit behind people and the authority we have as a spirit being. Hmm. Then in John one fourteen He said, yeah, now listen, incline your, to my word. Now, how many people have loved school when you're in school? Oh, <laughs> you two can leave. <laughs> how many love, love studying? Open that book up and you read and you take notes and stuff like that. Oh, anybody? Vicki would, Mary would, okay. My wife would. How many people rather have me instead of reading the book to you? Let's say we're going to read Moby Dick. Anybody read that, anybody read that book? I didn't. It's too thick. You know? I'm the guy who's going to do a, do a book report. And I thought, okay, I hate book reports. I went to the library. They used to have what you call them back then. You drove it around. Help me out. A library on wheels. Bookmobile! Thank you! Thank you, man! Anyway, I had to do a book report. And maybe I might have told you this before. Now I don't like book reports, but I found this book. It may have a halfback of Notre Dame. I thought, I love football! So I got that book, and I took it home, and I started reading it. I read it about four or five days. I'm halfway through, and I have seen no, nothing about football. It was a hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh my, I hated it. Yeah, seriously. 
I'd rather have, if you're going to teach me something, I want you to illustrate it to me. Man, when you say it to me, and then you act it, that's why I preach the way I do. I'm an illustrated preacher. That's how I learn. You know, I'm in love with YouTube. Them little articles of how to fix this and fix that. I still can't do it very well, but I like watching it. Now, man, I say, God, you gave somebody wisdom to make this. You can give me wisdom to fix it. And normally gives me a number of Chuck or my son Ryan to call them and say, but to illustrate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my wife, she never buys me tools for birthday or Christmas. Mm-mm. I guess she just make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know exactly. Yep, amen. So, God is the same way. John one fourteen, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw His glory. Glory as the, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, put it this way, you get the Old Testament, and God's been speaking to us and telling us things. And, and He said, okay, I told you, I told you. Now, I'm going to demonstrate to you the Word, the spoken Word of God became alive in Jesus Christ. So if you can't understand all the stuff in the Old Testament, look at Jesus' life. Man, He is demonstrating exactly what God said. The Word became flesh. So, if He tells us, pay attention to my words, like He said in Proverbs 4.20, is Jesus God's Word? The living Word of God? Pay attention to Him. Why we want to do that? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. Because in Psalms 107.20, He says that God sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So where does our deliverance come from? From God. Through His Son, Jesus. Yeah. yeah that wasn't a trick question. And don't be afraid to answer and be wrong because we're all here to learn, right? Amen? But man, His Word became flesh. He sent His Word to us to bring healing to us, reconcile us with God Almighty, and deliver us from our destructions. Deliver us from all the dumb stuff we did. Deliver us from our sins. Think of that. So, if we want deliverance, we want to be set free, we want strength, do we find it in God's Word? Not just hearing it, but obeying God's Word. Or do we find it in the world and doing the things the way the world's doing it? Yeah, that's probably a pretty easy question, answer. No, we find it in God's Word. So, then the next question is, why are we playing so much time in the world? Why are we stepping to the world so much? Why are we taking on the things of the world? Why are we acting like people in the world does? Why are we watching what the people in the world does? Why do we have the same concerns that the people in the world has today? You know, that's a good question in a way, huh? Isn't it easy to get wrapped up in the things? And then you look back at, what's the difference? Have you ever... Maybe get in a disagreement with a spouse over something minor. But boy, I'll tell you what, you're right this time. I'm not giving up. Then us men come to our senses and we apologize. And you realize, oh, why? And normally it wasn't between you and your spouse. 
if something else was going on somewhere else. And that was a the straw who broke the camel's back. Amen? Yeah. So we get so wrapped up into the world, all the pressure and all the ugliness going on there, that among ourselves, as brothers and sisters of the Lord, as born-again believers, that, ah, I offend Jeff. I parked in his parking spot this morning. That's it. I've had enough of it. Well, I'll tell you what. And we can get into it over something so minor. We need to recognize that. Yes, the world. I mean, look at it. And the world is the world is headed to hell. Those outside of Christ. Okay, they are fighting. They are scrambling for positions. They want power. They want this. It breaks your heart because whatever the power they have isn't going to last very long. All the riches they're fighting for isn't going to last very long. But they're so. Mm. I haven't heard yet or not someone, you know, leaves early. Okay. I haven't heard yet if anybody won the $1.3.5 billion lottery or something like that. I have no idea if anybody hit that yet or not. Oh, somebody mained it? Okay, okay. That isn't going to last very long. You know that? It won't. It's going to, it, will bring, it can bring headaches if it's not controlled correctly. But whatever that person purchased, they can buy the whole state of Maine. Okay? Have all the lobsters they want. But it's not going to last that long. Because remember last week we said our lives like a vapor. Here today and gone tomorrow. But we have eternity. Through Christ Jesus, we have eternity with Him in a place called heaven forever and ever and ever. Think of that. So what's the most important thing in our life? It's God. It's to please Him. And to look at His Word. And oh, thank you, Lord, for Your Word. Thank you that I can correct myself. Thank you that I had to be the way I used to be. He even shows us in John, John 8, verse 10 and 11. And he's speaking to the lady who was caught in adultery. And they get ready to stone her to death. And we said this before. We talked about being one-sided. Where was the man at? I mean, it takes two to commit adultery. But this woman, they have her out there. And they get ready to stone her. All the religious people out there. Yeah! Put her to death. She's a second before being wiped out. He's okay. But before you do that, I, I want... I want you to do this. Uh, you without sin, uh, you, you throw the first stone. You cast the first stone. Wow. I want what would happen if someone would throw a stone. Did that person drop over dead? There's only one person there that day who could throw a stone. Who was that? Jesus Christ. Who had all authority? Jesus Christ. One by one, they recognized, hey, none of us was perfect. <laughs> they turned and walked away. And this lady looked up and Jesus said, hey, man, where's those who, who condemn you? I don't condemn you either. But he said to her, 
I don't condemn you either. Now go. But sin no more. Very important part. But sin no more. I mean, can you imagine? Woo-hoo! She's set free. Wow. It didn't kill me. And she ran right back down there. Same house. Same guy. Jumped back in bed with him. What do you think you're doing? Oh, man. I've been set free. Woo-hoo! No one condemned me. I can sin now. Uh, the way to sin is what? Hmm. Now, did he authorize her to go do it again? Did he not warn her up front? Now, go ahead. But man, don't sin no more. Otherwise, uh, maybe. Maybe she had three or four stones bounce off her head. Maybe she had a broken arm out of it. Maybe she had some physical thing that she could carry with her. Like, oh, oh, I know. I'm just thankful to be alive. Okay, Maybe if she had a, something that reminded her how close to death she was, she carried it the rest of her life, maybe she would never ever consider committing adultery again. But when he says, so, so easy, simple, he says, uh, no one condemns you here, okay? Go. But sin no more. How long will it take a memory of that death since she had to be erased? Which meant maybe a week, a two week. Then back to ourselves. How long has it taken for the death sentence that you had of hell be erased from your spirit after you gave your life to Jesus and we step right back into sin? Say, woo-wee! So we gotta watch ourselves. Because very it's very easy. He's a loving, forgiving God. But He says, repent and sin no more. Well, pastor, it's really hard not to sin. Amen. That's why He gave you His Spirit. Amen. It's Him living through us. And we want Him to take all the bad stuff. Take my death, my sickness, my disease. But I want all the good stuff. I want my I want I still want my sin life. And we have to watch ourselves. The last thing we'd ever want to do is sin. Have anything to do with sin. Because why? Come here, son. <laughs> Exercise class. See? Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Hmm. You know, Kenny Wicked could run up here, grab me, and pull me away from him. Come on, Sergeant, I'm going to save you. Oh, thank you, Kenny. Oh, well, thank you, buddy. Well, Kenny goes about his business, and I go up here. <laughs> you can't do that. Kenny rescued me. Kenny rescued me. Why does he keep doing that? Because <laughs> what it does, it doesn't change. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you can. But, but, okay, you said that again. But it was. But try and get into our, our mind today that it's still the same, okay? He rescued from, we repented from our sins. He forgave us. Come on, follow me. I'm going to strengthen you. But man, we, we sin without wanting to, right? 
Yes, okay? And thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God that I am saved from that. But I'm telling you, I can open myself up. I can leave this world a lot earlier than God had planned for me if I bring the things into my life. Amen? Again, don't everyone, don't, don't anybody in here sneeze today and you think they got a demon in them? Amen. Some people think, oh, no, no. We live in a fallen world. Amen. Amen. But He came to redeem the redeemer of the soul and the body. John 5.12. I need another hour or so, guys. Just kidding, you read. I just, I know. John 5.12. This is about a guy. Man, he was crippled and Jesus told him, get up and grab your mat and take off with me. Amen. You guys remember the story? So he was being questioned by the Pharisees. They asked him, now who is the man who said to you, pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Hmm, okay. He knew who it was, but he didn't know the guy's name. And Jesus found him later on. He says, hey, uh, mm, uh, behold, you have become well. Of course, there he is. He's standing up there. Now, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Ah! Isn't that awesome? Jesus was going to strut around and say, yeah, that was one of my jobs. <laughs> you know, I mean, that guy could have, could have maybe the next day be back down. He couldn't walk again. Jesus come along and say, oh. Mad at boom, boom. Oh, Jesus did it again. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> no, he wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about the man. Now listen, you're well now, but leave sin alone. Or may something worse or even happen to you. God's compassion. And folks, it's the same with us today. Leave sin alone. You come to Christ, He wiped away your sin. Man, He gave you a new life, new birth. But He's saying, hey man, listen. Get out of that sin. Or something worse could even come upon you. Mm. Hosea 4, six says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also forget your children. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And that's what you're gaining today, right? Knowledge, wisdom. Maybe a different sight. Oh, man. Every time maybe you feel a cold breeze through a door, you think of this message. Maybe. I don't know. But he's giving us his words. Hey, man, listen. It's still out there. I got you covered. I got you covered, man. But don't play around this stuff. Just a couple more. 6.14. He tells us in 2 Corinthians 6.14. Now do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light had with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with the devil? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? He says, now watch out who you're hanging out with what he's saying. Okay? He's not saying... Yeah, he's saying... Careful who you hang out with. I'll just leave it like that. Well, what agreement in verse 16 has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, 
I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So, watch out who you're hanging out with, is what he's saying. And what we are the light. Why would we want to even hang out in darkness? But, why would we want to bring darkness into our life? Okay? We already know what the wage will happen to us. Number one, if you purposely sin today, or even if you don't purposely sin, and you recognize it, it's going to bring you down, right? Oh, man. God, I'm sorry. That's awesome that you don't have to start over again. Run to the blood of Jesus. Repent and go on. But the purposely. Knowing that, man. Do you have somebody you hang out with once in a while and every time you do, you know you're getting stuff you shouldn't be doing? Do you? Maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with them, Right? Your heart might be, man, I'm going to hang around these guys. I'm going to change them, you know. But every time you do, you start getting more like them. Well, it's not time for you to hang out with them, you know. You need to be in fellowship. You need to be strengthened. You need the Word of God to manifest in you. And someday there will be no temptation there. But while there still is, man, you're not ready to step back in there yet. You know, Saul had like a 12 years of learning. time he got born again, Paul, until he stepped into ministry. And so sometimes we need to do the same thing. And he tells us in Matthew five forty nine we spoke about it earlier. They heard it. Well, I said forty nine, but it could be forty four also. He says, I love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. But recognize all that God's forgiven us for. And several while I was going to give you the scripture and you write them down, but Matthew six, fourteen and fifteen. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. And when you forgive somebody of something and you quit talking about them. Understand that. That's another thing that God shows us too out of His love. When He says the way to sin, gossip. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Even what you're going to say about somebody is a truth that has no way of building that person up or helping that person, why are you going to say it? Don't be looking for a, uh, what want to say, an audience to impress them with. I always realize when people come in, they're talking about other people, then they do the same thing about me. I'm not talking about one-on-one. You say, Sergey, I need to talk to you about Vicky and her cookies. Okay? I'm not... Put among ourselves. And I'll ask them today. Matthew sixteen, twenty four and twenty seven. It says the heading of my Bible says, 
take up your cross and follow Jesus. It says, And Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, otherwise anyone wants to be my disciple, anyone wants to be born again, uh, he must first deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And when a person carries a cross, that's what they're crucified on. Amen? Remember the Master carried his cross? Because he was dying. Dying to himself. And we are called to do no less than what He's done. We're not called to do any more than Jesus did. He is not asking you to do anything that He didn't do Himself in the same flesh and blood that you have. Yeah, He was Jesus. Though. Well, he's Jesus, Son of God. But He stripped Himself of all royalties. What He had, He had a thirst to be obedient to the Father. He was baptized to see the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he spent time with God. He thought, you know, while I'm down here, God, hey, Dad, I'm down here right now. While I'm down here, it's not about me. It's about you. It's all about you, God. So let me empty myself of myself, of my flesh, and God, work through me. And we have not been called to do anything less. Oh, I think God enjoys us when the children are happy. But man, if you spend seven days a week floating on your yacht somewhere and you're not doing any work for your employer, how long are you going to be employed? The employer doesn't mind you buy a yacht. He doesn't mind blessing you. But you signed on to work for the employer. And not one of us here today, if you're born again, not one of you guys was drugged to become a Christian. Now, you might have been drugged to church as a kid, but you choose, when you choose to follow Jesus, you say, I am denying myself. I'm killing this flesh. Christ lives through me. And that's why he said every day, every day you have to pick up that cross. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul. Well, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and will then repay every man according to his deeds. God will repay you for everything that you lost, everything that you sacrificed, everything you gave up for him. He will repay you like never, never, never before. You can't imagine what God has in store for us. See, this place ain't our home. Truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. And that was John the, the Revelator. That was John when he went on the island of Papas. And the angel of the Lord came to him. And John wrote the book of Revelation showing Christ coming back on that white horse, coming back with the saints who are in heaven. Amen. We have that to stand for. So I'll leave you this thought. If Christ has lived through us, we must be dead to ourselves. He sent His Word to heal us. You ever walk through a cemetery? Okay. 
quiet it is. It can be peaceful at times. But the thought process is this. For the body of Christ, there's a whole lot of complaining among a bunch of dead people. Hear what I'm saying? God says a whole lot of complaining among my people, a bunch of dead people. Complaining doesn't do a thing. Amen? What did He give you? He gave you His Word. we got to realize that, man. He gave you His Word. Now, there's nothing wrong with stating a fact. But man, to complain about the we have the word to change it. Amen? Change it. Where are you complaining about? Oh, let's find a word. You know, I always listen. And, my, my, and, and we all can complain. But I wait for one thing when people come and start talking and, and I hear them complaining. I'm waiting for them to say, oh, man, man, will you pray with me in agreement? Will you pray with me in agreement? You pray with an agreement. That's what we need to do. We have the power to change the world. Your situation. Complaining never changes a thing. The world complains about everything. Right? Now, is there anything in the world you don't like right now? Amen. In the world, there's a lot of things. But what's going to change that? Me complaining about it? That's not going to change anything. May acknowledging it and say, need a prayer partner. You know, Kenny mentioned earlier today that a new fellow that speaks of the house, they're trying to get a better foundation, better a, a better moral support system for the United States. We want that, right? Amen. So, does it do better to sit around for a half hour and complain about everything the other side did? And complain, well, they're doing this and this and this. And that's all we do is complain about it? Or we say, hey man, listen, we got an opportunity here. We got men and women. God's raised them up. Let's pray they'll have strength. Let's pray they'll have insight. Let's pray that they will not waver on the calling that God's given them. And stand back them up. Yes. And for those who are we consider to be our political enemies, you have no right to run your mouth to degrade them. You say a fact, but you better be praying for him. God didn't ask you to pray for him. He told you to. And if you're not, oh, I can't pray for them, then you're a rebellion against God. And that might be why you're stuck where you're stuck at today because you will not submit the Word of God. You have power in your voice. The Spirit of the living God lives in you. If you say, hey man, listen, I died, I bought you, I'm living through you, I want you to pray for this person. The Spirit of God speaks to you. There's no way I can pray for him. Poof! Rebellion. And he says, rebellion the same as witchcraft. So we see it search ourselves. <coughs> you might have the big door closed, but the small door somewhere could be bringing a draft into your life. Search the Lord. Let His Word work on you. Yeah, you're right, Lord. <clears throat> I'm doing this. Yeah, I got to take my own doors closed. So you got to look at your own doors. But that's where maybe some of our weaknesses could be at. Maybe that's why this last year was the same as the year before. Maybe we're kind of going around the same the mountain. And it's time to let God's word just take a hold of us and surrender Him and be a body of Christ He called us to be. Amen. Because this can be the best year yet for the body of Christ.
And victory over victory over victory. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Anybody got a question? Anything I said that you... I, I'm not sure about that. If you do, we've got meatball sandwiches today. We'll sit around the table and talk about it. And you've got cheese for them today too, you know. But God isn't through with you yet as long as you're not through with God yet. You know what I'm saying? We all can stumble. We all trip. We all fall into the I'll hit you sign and get slapped again. We just got to learn to walk around it. Get away from it. You know, want nothing to do with that. And so if you got a question, you need prayer, uh, you need a prayer partner, someone just, I just need a vet. Man, that's what we're here for. There's nothing wrong about talking about a situation. Amen? Nothing wrong at all. But as Christians, we got to remember the power that we have. And that is prayer. And we are called to do something about that. And we have that power to do that. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you for your insight. I thank you for this assembly this morning. I thank you that you're not through with us yet, because we are not done with you, God. God, we need you more like never before. I thank you for showing us, God, areas of our lives that we are weak in, that we can be strengthened, and I thank you show us our strengths. And may my strength help those in their weaknesses, and may their strength help me in my weaknesses. God, that we can be strong, a strong body of Christ, doing your will, sharing your love to this nation, and turning more darkness into light to bring you the glory, Father. And we thank you for all that you are, and all that you allow us to be through Christ. And God, we continue to lift up our nation today. We continue to pray for our country. We pray for all those in leadership, God, that they have a awakening to Jesus. That those who are following the Master be strengthened, God, they will stand up and find people standing with them. That laws have been passed, God, that's ungodly laws to be changed. We pray for those who are in darkness running this country be removed from power. But even through that, may their eyes be open to recognize a loving God, but a God who is an authority, a God who does not compromise, Lord. That they too will repent from their sins. We pray for our children, our, our children's children, children. We pray for the hedge of protection around them, God. We pray for school boards and school board members, for our military, our law enforcement, for all the first responders, Lord. And Father, we pray for ourselves today, Lord, that we may be strengthened through Your Word, that we'll have more of You in our life and want less of us. And Lord, that we'll recognize everything we have. Even my next breath belongs to You. That, God, we may use all things for Your glory. And that You sent Your Word to heal our mind, our spirit, and our body. And to You be glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. God is great.